to the Stronger Inside Podcast, where we break down all things regarding health, fitness, and wellness to help you improve your mind, body, and environment. And now, your host, Wayne, a.k.a. Workout with Wayne, and Ernest, a.k.a. Mr. 100 Pounds Down. What's up? What's up? Good, man. What's up with you? Episode. Staying stronger? <laughs> Keep the shirt. There we go. There you go. There we go. It's a statement. Making progress. All day, every day. Yep. So, episode 25. 25. It's a lot of episodes, man. Yeah, man. We're we a quarter of a way to 100. There we go. Little reminder, we are going to keep a YouTube exclusive mm-hmm. for the near future so that we can continue to build our subscribers up and people can really come give it a chance and see uh, what it looks like mm-hmm. in terms of YouTube versus the just audio listening. The listening you know, experience. There's, there's, there's some effort and additional facts and things that go into yeah. it. And, so, and overtime. And the overtime mm. exclusive to YouTube. <laughs> That's going to stay on YouTube. Even if we go back to those other mediums, it's going to yeah, stay yeah, on Yeah, yeah, the overtime is only on the YouTube. So uh, episode 25 we finished up our macro series mm-hmm. uh, with 24. Yep. So now we're going to take it to something a little different. 25. Episode 25. So we're going to talk about why running sucks. Running sucks. Ah, it's the worst. <laughs> it's just the worst. Like your legs got to be moving and stuff. Ugh. I just, I'm just going to say it. Mm-hmm. Say it. Say it with your chest. Running sucks. But. Like, how can you say that? You're a personal trainer. Because you're honest. How can you say that? How did you lose 150 pounds? It wasn't by running. <laughs> Wait, that's not possible. <laughs> so, But here's that. I just want to get into the reasons why running is so hard on the body and really kind of open uh, our listeners' minds to other alternatives and other things. And then after that, you can form your own decisions. Absolutely. You're an educated adult, and, yeah. and you know, if you want to go run, mm-hmm. go run. All have right. at it. But at least know why you're doing it and the dangers ahead. Mm-hmm. No, dang, we make, we make it sound like it's a, a drug or something. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think this is the point where you add the dun-dun-dun. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But it, it can be. So trust me, I, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of stories. I've seen what running can do to mm-hmm. the body. Um so we'll, we'll jump into it that way. Why do people run? It's probably one of the easiest things to do for, for physical fitness. You don't need equipment. All you need is a pair of shoes. You, you don't know? even need those. Yeah. See, you, 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 you spoiled first world. <laughs> Look at them. Man, we got we got listeners all over. All over the shoes. Globe. International podcast. Shoes. What are those? <laughs> what are those? Literally. <laughs> what are those? <laughs> Literally, uh, what are those? Okay, <laughs> you're right. You don't need anything to run. You could. You, all you need is your body. There you go. There you go. There you go. So that's one of the reasons why people run right mm-hmm. there. I think that's one of the top ones in terms of it's the easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, I would say it's something that you don't have to. You should know how to do it because, mm-hmm. believe it or not, everybody doesn't know how to run. Are you, have you seen <laughs> Have you seen Phoebe Buffay run from Friends? Oh no, 
Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> she just runs. She flails her arms. I never, all around. Yeah. I've never watched Friends. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Don't apologize. It's a great show. Don't apologize, man. It's, it's Do your thing. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> running, it it's it's easy. Mm-hmm. But then also, um, you don't have to know how to do anything in terms of like weight training. Mm -hmm. There's less intimidation factor. You're not worried about uh, form. You're not worried about any of these things. Basically you're just like, I'm just going to go run. Mm -hmm. So that's another reason right there. Uh, But I will say this. I think after that, the top reason is weight loss. People just believe that I'm going to burn more calories by moving, Mm -hmm. i.e. running and then I'm going to get the desired physique by running. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not the most efficient way to necessarily lose weight and get to where you want to get to. It's all about your goals. Right. Because very few people run because, one, they want to become a better runner. Two, they like running. So, because I'll, I'll do my consultations, get new clients, somebody come in, and I'll ask them what they do, what type of stuff they do, and they say, well, yeah, you know, I don't weight train that much, I don't have that much experience, or, you know, I just haven't been spending time, but I do go out for a run, or I do this, and I'll ask them, do you like running? And it's never a excited, yes, I love running. Yeah. It's, I, it's just the most, best part of my day. Mm-hmm. You got to justify it some type of way. It's, it's well, not really, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And that tells you right there. It's like you're just doing it. And it. we don't have to do stuff we don't really like mm-hmm. if there are a lot of great alternatives. Absolutely. So if you like running, keep running. If it's not hurting you, keep running. And how many people can we say that are in that boat? Because we'll right. get into that a little bit a little bit later. Yep. Um, I'll say this also. Some people like to think of it as a challenge. Even though they don't like doing it, you know, it's this badge of honor. Well, I ran five miles. So it was hard. They did it, which, hey, doing hard things builds character. Right. But if you hated it the whole time, <laughs> you shouldn't. You should. Maybe if you did it once. Right. But to do something consistently that you don't like to have this badge of honor, it's not worth it. Right. It's not going to be sustainable either. What's 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 the longest distance you've ever ran? I ran a 5K last year. Okay. Yeah, that's the longest distance I've ever ran. What, 3.4, 3.2 something miles? I yeah. don't remember exactly what it is, but yeah, a 5K. Okay. Yeah, so that's the longest distance I've ran. And, uh, I... Working out with you, it wasn't a a lot of running in the beginning, right? After I got um, lost lost a quite a bit of weight, uh, the running could be easier for me on my especially on my knees and my joints and things like that. Mm-hmm. We began to gradually incorporate runs and things like that, and so as we started doing it, I hated it, but <laughs> it was part of the program, and so I was I was invested in the program and I wanted to get the the, the full benefits of it. But as we started doing it, I started enjoying it more, right? I started enjoying it more, and then I wanted to get better at it, right? Yeah. Wanted to go faster, go further, go further with that same time, you know, that same pace, right? And so by the time I got to the point where I was ready and able to do a 5K, 
you know, that distance, um, although I felt, although it was uh, difficult, at, at no point do, during the race that I feel it was, uh, or during the run that I feel it was uh, uh, harder than any other type of a distance, right? I've, and and I, told, I told my wife when we, were, when we were done is that when there was a point where I was mentally, my body was on autopilot a little bit as I was yeah. running. Um, I was had my headphones in. I was just kind of going, and I, I something had to snap in me a little bit when I got toward closer to the end. Where it was like, "Oh, I'm still running, right?" Because I wasn't even thinking about yeah. the the movements and the steps and the things like that. And so, um, but yeah, the five k that's the, the furthest I ran, um, and it was uh, one of the probably a pretty pretty good. I, I kept my was this last year. Yeah, last year. Last year. Yep, and I kept my my uh, my mile. Uh, I pretty much kept my mile pace. For the for the duration of it, which was uh, yeah. that wasn't I was impressed by that in itself. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, I would say for me, um, I've never been part of an official race. Mm-hmm. I just haven't ever had to want. Um, but in terms of doing on my own, I want to say about maybe like two and a half miles. Yeah, about two and a half miles. That's that's the most with, um, through training, just to you know for basketball and stuff like that it's more stop and go just more plyometrics it's fast twitch stuff um but to really build a nice aerobic base mm-hmm. you should still be able to run about two miles and that's as far as i i would go so one mile 1.5 two miles at the most um so i really don't have experience running you know anything longer than that because i never had the need to mm-hmm. right uh ever desire to run a marathon no, <laughs> there's. I think I had this conversation with a was, couple of my clients. Once. It was a look. The look was like he's processing this, but then the words was like, "No, he was trying to say it the nicest way without cussing." <laughs> but go ahead. It was. Uh, would you rather run a marathon or this? You know, this absurd amount of burpees. Mm-hmm. I was like, I would rather do the burpees. Mm-hmm. You know, because you can. You can rest. Right. Like, I just, just that long distance of just keep going and going and going. It's just, it's just not for me. Right. And I'll be honest, everybody's built differently. Mm-hmm. You can't be Usain Bolt and be the Boston Marathon winner. Right. So there's a completely different makeup. Mm-hmm. I'm closer to the Usain Bolt of the world mm-hmm. in terms of muscle fiber. Right. I'm not a gold medalist. I'm right. not trying to say <laughs> but what I'm saying is, but you know, I, I would say in, in my prime, you know, I'm an old man now, mm-hmm. you know, I'm 36. Right. I was a pretty explosive athlete mm-hmm. and meaning that you can't have both. Mm-hmm. I was never going to have the fastest, even mile time, even uh two mile time. Mm-hmm. There's people who are better suited for that. And if you look at uh, professional races, you will see, who's better at that. Right. And it's not all just nurture it's nature involved as mm-hmm. well. Right. And if you go look at the hundred meters and you see how those people are built and that's what they're built for. Right. Yep. Uh, fast twitch. Exactly. So, you know, we, we already, we already uh, said some harsh things about running, mm. you know, but before we go too far into that, you know, let, let's, let's be on the nicer side. Benefits of running, mm-hmm. the benefits of running. What, what would you say? Uh, some benefits that you felt when you began to run a little bit more? Um, I feel like my, my cardiovascular stamina increased mm-hmm. as I, as I uh, began to run more. Um, I, I felt like the time 
like the personal time to myself was very freeing and, and uh, was able to clear my mind, get some thoughts uh, out and placed. And, you know, it was a, cause even when you're working out, uh, I think working out in general is a great opportunity to kind of be focused in on yourself or mm -hmm. anything that you have to deal with or want to uh, process mentally. Yeah. And so when you, especially when you're out running in nature, not just on the treadmill, but out running in nature, running on the street, um, running a track or whatever, uh, I feel like that was a great opportunity for me to to really clear my mind and have that that mental uh, break and, and space for uh, for those types of things. Mm -hmm. um, I also, what else? Uh, there, there was there was weight loss benefits as well with it. Um, but when I was when I as I was running, I was also weight training too. So it was never just. It was never just a running program. No, right? you were in a caloric deficit. I was okay, <laughs> right? But so being in the caloric deficit, but they were there, but that was also you know incorporating that into my day was just a uh, I guess so it was just a a change of routine or it kind of continued to allow the the program to not be stale and, and stagnant because we incorporated um, longer runs, mile runs, things yeah. like that, but also we incorporated sprints. Mm -hmm. Right. So we did, you know, um, you know, uh, hundred yard sprints and things like that. And so, um, it was, uh, running, running was very therapeutic for me. I feel like, yeah. 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 Uh, it is, it is, you know, last spring, uh, I just, I just did a mile a day. Mm -hmm. I just challenged myself. I ended up doing it for about 35, 35 days. Mm -hmm. It was just a mile a day. And it does. I mean, you have that time you think, you know, just you're outside, Preferably, you know, you don't want to be on the treadmill. We'll get into the you know difference between running and outside in the treadmill later on. But uh, just that kind of mental health benefit of there, just kind of being outside, being one with yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and then also, yes, cardiovascular health matters. Mm -hmm. So you're going to greatly reduce your chances of cardiovascular disease, even some types of uh cancers, like all these certain things that come with, you know, lowering your blood pressure. So you, you want to have a... Uh, sustained elevated heart rate you know depending on your goal or whatever but at least you know maybe 40 minutes a week uh so that's something that you should be doing but you can do that in a couple of different ways it doesn't have to be running right um but yeah so there are the benefits of running all right but now let's get back to the dark side mm. <laughs> the cons to running yeah when what what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? Pain. <laughs> yeah, knee pain, ankle pain, foot pain, all the lower extremity pains that come mm -hmm. with running, right? Uh I think one of the uh one of the side effects of my weight gain is that uh I have some cartilage in my knee that is no longer there. Not as much as probably should be there, right? Okay. So there's some uh Early, uh, early potential arthritis type things are going on in uh in my left knee, so I have to be very careful and uh, make sure I don't run too much. Or you know, sometimes my knee gets a little sore even for long car rides and things like that. Yeah, uh, my knee being bent in that in that position, I have to get out and stretch sometimes. But yeah, so that that knee soreness and those those pains are really something that I think about when I think about you know running. Yeah, yeah, yep. pain about about eighty percent of injuries related to running are, are going to be just from repetitive stress. 
That's what it is. It's just repetitive stress. You're just going over and over and over and over again. And I like to give the analogy to get people to really think about it. Think about your car, Mm -hmm. right? Your car gets alignments. You get new tires. Mm -hmm. You get a change here or to this side, to that side, so that things can run smoothly, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. If you're not going to do that to your body, what's going to happen, right? Because the reason, you know, you ever had a car, if you let the steering wheel by itself, it kind of goes. Yeah. Imagine if you never changed that Mm -hmm. and you just kept that going and then you go to the mechanic or you look at it yourself and it's like, well, you have a lot of wear and tear on this side or, you know, this brake pad is worse than this side. Mm Mm-hmm. You have to do things to make it even so that it runs efficiently, right? Yep. It's the same thing with your body, but most people are not doing that. So when you have a lot of these injuries, and we'll go down the list, is like if you're not doing corrective exercises outside of running, because running is not a corrective exercise, it's just exercise. If you're not doing corrective exercises to make sure that you're moving efficiently, you're doing yourself a disservice mm-hmm. and now you're going to get more tread wear and tear with the inefficient movement pattern. Right. So now if you got a little jerky here because your left ankle hurts and then you run for three miles a day for, you know, six months, then your right knee starts hurting. Then you get a hip problem, right. you know, and it's just like, it's, it's a compound effect because you're not making sure that everything is aligned properly. So, right. It's really important to understand that if you're not going to put yourself in the best position to run in terms of uh, doing some of the things that we'll go over, you're just you're just moving inefficiently and it's going to lead to injury. Right. Like it, it's only a matter of time. It's not an if it's a win. Right. Yeah. 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 That, uh, that was one of the things that really pre- precluded me from just taking up running, especially in the early stages, that's one of the things that I was like, I'm not really going to be running a lot it's because as I carried, you know, a hundred more pounds before I started running. Uh, and that's one of the number one reasons I didn't have you run early right, on. Right. My if, back. If you're 400 pounds, long cardio should not be your go-to mm. or, or excuse me, uh, high impact, something such as, um, running mm-hmm. and i i even cringe because i've you can be overweight and athletic i know this i participate but there's people the, the guy who has the best uh body fat percentage is not the best football player basketball player mm-hmm. baseball player right you can be an overweight athletic person charles barkley Shaquille O'Neal. you know what i mean well as he got older yeah. but when he was came into the league he, he was, wasn't he was exactly cut. so what i'm saying is if you are that type of person, yeah, you can be explosive. Mm-hmm. Zion, who's been a polarizing figure, Zion Williamson that mm-hmm. everybody's talked about. They've been talking about his weight since he was in high school. Right. He's explosive. He's one of the most explosive human beings we've we've seen. But his weight has to be monitored because the impact. And if his movement patterns aren't efficient, mm-hmm. it's not if, it's when. Mm-hmm. And he's been injured in high school. He's been injured in college. He was only in college for one year. Mm-hmm. And then he's been injured last year mm-hmm. as a rookie. He got injured in summer league and he didn't finish the season last year. Right. So you gotta say, if you're not if you're not putting yourself in position in terms of, like I said, you you were 
at a certain weight, I didn't need you to run. Right. Because you were going to be doing more damage. And we could get your weight down, reduce any chances of damage, and then you're in a better position to run later on. Correct. And that's why you were able to do that. Mm-hmm. So that that was one thing I wanted to point out to where yeah if you're if you're if you're that size and I see this stuff on Instagram I've seen people they're doing box jumps they're doing you know different types of plyometrics in there and I'm like that's great that you can do that but if you're not being guided under a professional where they're either like counting the amount of jumps you're doing and different things like that you're gonna have a lot of wear and tear on your body and even for a person who is at a healthy body weight to you know, come down from a jump or, you know, to go play basketball, you know, think about Zion. He's, he's 250 plus pounds. He jumps. The rim is 10 feet. He's 11 feet in the air at least. Mm -hmm. And what goes up must come down the impact, the more weight you have, the greater the impact. Mm -hmm. Right. So you need to keep yourself in the right place. So don't just go do, a, a workout that you found online or somebody's doing and you are, you know, a hundred, if you need to lose a hundred pounds, 150 pounds, because you're going to lead to injury before you get to the results you want. You're not going to expedite the res- results by doing something that your body's not ready to do. Correct. You know, some type of burpees or something like that. It's like, no, 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 no. Take your time, lose the weight first and then as your body's more prepared to do it, that's the bu- the best way to go about it. Absolutely. Because, again, if I, if I would have did it in the beginning, I probably would have suffered from a lot of these things because my back would tighten up on me yeah. when I started running. Within the first, you know, 50 to 75 yards, yep. I start feeling it in my back. But if my program said run a half a mile, I was probably going to run that whole half a mile. Yeah. And then as I ran, my back would have started to season up. Then I had to overcompensate for that. So my, now I'm running – more straight, straight up or something like that. Yep. Now, now my, my, my hips are going to be hurting now or my knees are going to hurt. So those are the, those are the things that can compound when yep. we aren't in the best physical condition to be doing that. Or we're, we're, we're running just for the, just for the sake of doing it and not doing it the, the best way without being properly prepared. Right. Yeah. And, and then running without stretching, you know, um, or just being warm, yeah, warmed you, up. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Warm, warming up that body before we just take off and, you know, start sprinting down the street. Yep. Is a, is a key. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, so what we just talked about, that impact, that can lead to stress fa- fractures. Mm-hmm. You know, you get those small hairline stress factors those or John, even anything. John Walls. I call them John Walls. <laughs> you got a lot of those. Yeah. Or even 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 worse, you know, you could lead to a, a huge break or something like mm-hmm. that. So just understanding that, that that's a huge common injury to where, you know, you thought you were doing something and now you're in a boot for six to eight weeks. Right. You don't want that? Nope. Uh, then you have something shin splints. You have those that occur. If your movement patterns aren't correct, um, if you are doing too much too soon, then that will lead to uh, shin splints and to where you the only really uh, remedy. You can do some different types of stretches. You can do some different types of icing, mm-hmm. things like that. But really, it's rest. Rest. So that means you were doing too much, mm-hmm. <laughs> too soon. Right. So, yeah, shin splints are a very, very, very common one. Um, and then plantar fasciitis to where now that plantar is under the foot. So you have people who are having a lot of issues with that. So those are very common, common injuries that come with running. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they can be avoided if you're doing other stuff. Uh, have you had any other than you said your back? 
was getting tight. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Um, maybe some hamstring. Uh, I would. Yeah. Um, especially when we when we started doing the sprints, um, just that that explosive movement was a uh, was a uh, would be tight on my hamstrings sometimes. Um, but I think that was probably more cause of maybe improper uh, warm up prior to. Yeah. You know, so that was probably more on, on me. I feel like I was in the the shape and conditioning to do those things because I, I there's, there were some days I can get through them all, and some days when I got to eight, you know, it would it would seize up on me uh, or tighten up on me. But um, other than that, it was just uh, it was just the the, the normal, just uh, I guess rather just uh, leg fatigue the next day, maybe something like that. But no, nothing ever that would put me out of commission for any extended period of time. Yeah. 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 What about you? What about you? Any in running, running related injuries? No, cause I wasn't doing it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, for me, um, in terms of the way, uh, I have a slight, uh, pelvic tilt, mm-hmm. anterior pelvic tilt. So where it's my lower back, will get a little bit tight. Uh, I actually did have some issues a little bit with it, especially when I was, uh, younger to where it's just and really it just was my abs weren't strong enough uh my lower back was getting tight my glutes probably weren't strong enough Mm -hmm. and i just wasn't able to stay in that position so that i was having an excessive kind of arch slightly in the back and then that long that's why you know yeah for 400 meters i'm good Mm mm-hmm 800 meters maybe for a mile mile and a half that starts to happen so the more i run the better it gets, the more corrective exercises. I, I, I wasn't doing that back then. Right. Um, but you know, now it's like, yeah, I can, look, I can work to correct that. Right. And then the more that I did run in terms of those short distances, my body did get used to it. So that was something right there. And again, that's looking at my movement pattern. Mm-hmm. I can see the way I walk or I stand and I say, I have to work on that in order to be uh, better at that. Um, and like you say, corrective exercise and that, and that really, kind of hit home with me too because like I, like I said earlier stretching because before maybe not before running but there was at there were times within the workout program that you would have stretches on on the on the on the uh the day's activities right mm-hmm. and i'd be like uh, stretching i'll do that later and then later never comes and i'm like oh, it was just stretching it doesn't really matter yeah but then when you start running like those stretches come in come in handy right either bef- before and after before and after the activity, because you want to again warm up the muscles, and then afterwards, uh, they were beneficial because they allowed they allowed you to um, kind of like you said realign certain things, and you realize that there are certain stretches that are more beneficial for running, like the runner stretch, mm-hmm. right? So those types of things where you are really uh, opening up your pelvis, you are really stretching those legs, you're really um, engaging, engaging your, your glutes and your hamstrings and things like that, because those are, um, it's not just about how much you can pick up and put down, right? It's about how flexible can you be, right? And flexibility, I think, is, 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 is also important when it comes to, to being able to run and, and especially in, in, in your hips and things like that. So yeah. those stretches really are beneficial uh, for running and it just in general. Yeah. yeah, yeah, to to where you're gonna you're gonna have more efficient movement patterns, right. um, and that all leads to another common uh, issue 
uh, IT band syndrome. So mm-hmm. your IT band is connective tissue and it's going to go from your outer hip down to your knee. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have issues with that. It, it causes, it helps stabilize the knee. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you, some people they just have, they end up, they're in and out of PT. Mm-hmm. They're in and out of PT all the time. And it's because, and they know this is true. Physical if you're a physical therapist or if you're a person who's been in and out of it, mm-hmm. they tell you what to do. You go there for a couple of weeks, right? You go there for a couple of weeks. They work with you. They see what's going on. And then they say, hey, it's time to release you back to the wild. Here are things that you should continue doing so that you don't end up back here for the same reason. People stop doing them. Mm. <laughs> they stop doing they, I feel better. They, they feel better. Mm-hmm. And then also, like you said, oh, it's just little. It doesn't yeah. matter that yeah. much. Right. So kind of the same thing with certain stretches or certain mm-hmm. things. It's like, no, those things are very important so that you can continue to improve that. You know, so there, there's a lot of different reasons why you could have uh, IT band issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so understanding that if you're having issues in the knee, the hip, the ankle, and you need to go see somebody, you know, to specialize in that and go to a physical therapist, go do it. Right. Uh, if something's lingering longer than a week, two weeks, go do it. Right. Figure it out because you don't want to continue driving on that on that poor uh, alignment. Right. Yeah. Pro therapy podcast. Pro pro therapy. Yeah. 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 So it's all. Yeah. If you need counseling in any part of your life or therapy, you know, seek it out. Well, it's important to understand that there's people that specialize in everything. Mm-hmm. I'm in an interesting place to where I know a little bit about certain things outside my main job. Mm-hmm. Uh, my main job is to, in a safe way, get you to learn and execute uh, physically doing the right things. So mm-hmm. learning how to deadlift improving your movement patterns, getting mm-hmm. you stronger, getting you faster. Right. That's my number one job. Number one. But what do you think the number one thing people come to personal trainers for? Lose weight. Correct. Mm-hmm. So that's why I need to know about nutrition. Mm-hmm. And then if you're going to be a person who's in working and trying to improve strength and speed, what's possibly going to come? Injuries. Injuries, yeah, yeah. So I need to know a little bit about a corrective exercise to m- maybe prevent you from uh, having something happen to mm-hmm. you because I can see it coming and say, okay, well, you have a knee valgus where that goes in. We need to strengthen those muscles, and mm-hmm. we're going to make that part of your program. A knee a knee, what? Valgus to where? A knee valgus. In- interesting. Uh, RG3. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who's had a lot of knee injuries, mm-hmm. right? He, as a person, if you look how he – kind of ran and walked like he had where his knees went in mm-hmm. and it was like, I'm not going to, I'm pretty sure he had amazingly qualified people around him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they tried to work with that or if he did not want to work with that, mm-hmm. but it's just something that stands out and you go, wow, that's moving at those speeds at that level in an inefficient manner mm-hmm. is going to lead to an issue. It's going to be a problem, Right. You know, so, so most people call that like knock knee. There you go. But it's but yeah. knee valgus. Yeah, there you go. Come on, man. 
like yeah, it. exactly. So just seeing those type of things mm-hmm. to where you can say, okay, well, that's that's going to be an issue, mm-hmm. uh, and we need to stop that right. beforehand. And then you improve it, and then things work fine. Um, so yeah, it, I, I'm I if I see something that I don't know, say go go talk to them, go see a PT, uh, go to your doctor, go to a a, a licensed dietitian. Like go if you're having you know uh, was it gut issues or something mm-hmm. like that's not my job. Right. I may know a little bit about something to have a discussion, mm-hmm. and I can dig further into that. But that's not my main job. My main job is to <laughs> help you deadlift more, right. help you improve, you know, your your sprint time, your mm-hmm. mile time, uh, be able to do pain free things with your grandkids and to be structurally stronger. Right. That's my number one job. Uh, so and you do it well, sir. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Welcome. I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, in terms of those injuries, I mean. People listening right now, they're probably dealing with them right now. Uh, and there's a million. That's why you, all these things in terms of uh, foam rolling and these uh, massage guns, mm-hmm. therapy guns, uh, all these different things are becoming more and more popular because that's almost kind of the immediate mm-hmm. fix mm-hmm. to make me feel better now. Right. They can be used and Incorporate into a long-term program, right. but the average person is not doing that. Right. They're saying, let me feel better right before I go do it. Let me feel better right after I do it. They're not having a long-term plan of saying, how can I run this 10K six months from now pain-free? Mm-hmm. That's usually not the mindset that I see. Right. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about some alternatives to running because there's other stuff you can do. <laughs> You don't say. How about this? Walking. And I'm not a huge fan of walking. I've been on record to say, unless you are an elderly population, Uh walking is transportation, not exercise. There we go. (laughs) But if your goal is to lose weight (laughs) and you're trying to get in a caloric deficit, you can walk. Versus run. Just going to take you a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. You can even, and it depends who you are. If you're if you're a youthful, athletic person already, no, you don't have to walk. You can, though. Right. You can put an incline up on a treadmill. You can go outside and go for a two-mile walk, mm-hmm. whatever, and just kind of do that. Because if your nutrition is on point, then you're okay. Right. That's why you don't see bodybuilders doing a lot of running. Mm. But they have such a low body fat percentage. How did they get there? They must run all the time, right? All all the time. No. 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 Because those long, long, long sessions of cardio like that, talking 30, 40 minutes like that, is actually going to kind of contribute to muscle breakdown, Mm -hmm. which is the opposite of what a bodybuilder or physique type person wants, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So they're going to do something that's a lot low intense. And that's why you'll see them. I mean, if you go to any of these gyms where they're actual competitors, whatever, you'll see them on the treadmill, on a steep incline or on the stair stepper or even an elliptical. And they're just kind of just going through, going through. Cause there's like, I'm, I'm already in a deficit with my nutrition and I'm going to burn X amount of calories without making myself without muscle damage. Mm-hmm. It takes, it's, it's hard to sprint. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not hard to walk down the block. 
Not, not, not <laughs> right? As, not as hard. Exactly. So if you're already in a deficit and you're walking, then you're going to stay in a deficit. And you right. can be ripped and and have poor cardiovascular uh, health. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, right? So just understand it. You can do that. Um, rowing. Yep. Low impact. So now I love incorporating the rower in there, right? You hop on, learn how to do it the right way. You can do different timed intervals. There's a lot of different ways of doing it, but now you're not having the impact on your knees. Right. Right. Then there's a little bit more strength. Your upper body's involved. Your core is involved. It's a good change, right? Yep. You got to be coordinated for that. Swimming. Yeah. You got to know how to do it the right <laughs> way. There were some rows I was in. I was like, wait a minute. This ain't, this wait, I'm not doing this right. Pra- practice makes perfect. Uh-huh. Swimming is great. That's why you see elderly people and also obese large people they do water aerobics right why is that because there's no impact they're lighter in the water they can move their weight around and they're not going to have those issues with the joints yeah so if you're going to go do that or you're going to go swim you're still burning calories you're still working Mm -hmm. you're just not you know pretty much damaging or having that that impact on those joints exactly Mm -hmm. Swimming, swimming is great. I did, I did swimming two, not last summer, but the summer before. Mm-hmm. It was a great workout. I knew how to swim, but I wanted to clean it up. Right. Right. And I would spit, my sessions were only 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a good workout. I, that was different muscles that I weren't using, but from a cardio standpoint, I could feel it. Right. Right. And I didn't have any after effects of like when I did uh, running every day for, a mile a day right. for 35 days, I did start every now and I was like, okay, I can feel a little something in my knee. I right. could feel a little, you know, it was nothing major and I got over it, but you're not going to really get that with swimming unless it's a shoulder issue or something, right. you know, and that's going to be something maybe just, again, you might have to do corrective exercise for that. But if you are doing other things, uh, you're, you're going to get that same caloric burn. You're going to put yourself in deficit with their nutrition you don't have to run. Right. Sports. Ah, love if, those. <laughs> if you if you still participate in sports, uh, I know it's been a lot tougher. Yeah. A lot of uh pickup sports and things like that have gone away and probably slowly coming back. But flag football, uh basketball, tennis, mm-hmm. whatever it is that people like to do to where you're not just moving in one motion. Because mm-hmm. that's what happens when you're running. You just run in this straight motion, right? Yep. You want to move in different planes of motion. When you play basketball, you have to squat, you have to turn, you have to move your hips, you jump, you slide, all those different things, right? If your body's not prepared for that, tennis, you still do that. People play pickup soccer. Yep. You're still running, but now you're, and when you're doing those different movement patterns and with the sports, you're working different muscles. Right. Your core is getting stronger. Your glutes, like there's difference versus just running. And it, I don't care who you are. It's got to be a little bit more fun. Absolutely. I don't care if you're playing uh, ultimate frisbee or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Right. That's got to be more fun than just running in a straight line for ten to ten minutes to sixty minutes to two hours, or whatever. Right. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely enjoy playing sports. Uh, when the world opens back up, I can't wait for to get back out there and do some. Uh, Pick yeah. up basketball and those types yeah. of things. Yeah, the, those those are things where, as as my weight began to the balloon, I was doing less, mm-hmm. less of. But as I got healthier and able to probably do more, 
the world kind of shut down on me a little bit last year. Yeah. And so when so the world waiting, we've been waiting, been itching, <laughs> been itching. Yeah. But um, yeah. So that's definitely something I think I'm gonna uh, incorporate back into like my my workouts and stuff. Is just going to the gym and just running some pickup a couple yeah. times a week. You know. Or um, cycling. Mm-hmm. Low impact once again. So you're cycling. You can on a bike outside. If you have a stationary bike or something like that, Peloton or something like that, mm-hmm. it's, there. it's there. You can do it. That's something that I incorporate in. So it's just mixing it up, you know. Uh, and then there's cross training to where you are doing other stuff. Not CrossFit. Cross- you could do CrossFit if you want to. Uh, it's a whole other show. <laughs> but uh, cross training to where you do a little bit of running. Make sure that you are weight training to make sure that you are strengthening yourself, correcting those imbalances, getting stronger, uh, being able. I mean, think about it. If you have an issue lunging, right, mm-hmm. should you be running? No. That's just a bunch of lunges. But, I mean, just if <laughs> yeah. you don't have the structural strength uh-huh. to do proper lunges going forward, you probably shouldn't be running. Mm-hmm. You should be fixing that because that's your own body weight right there. Running's your own body weight, and you need to say, what's going on? Are my legs that weak? Do I have that much excess body fat that I can't do it? Um, is my core that? Like, what's going on? Is it a mobility issue? Mm-hmm. So sort of my calves are so tight. What's the problem? And once you correct all of those, then maybe you can go think about running. Right. Yeah. All right. So, so what types of people should be running? Yeah, so if you have minimal imbalances, mm-hmm. you can do a lot of things in terms of body weight, like we were talking about uh, in terms of lunging. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can squat. Uh, you can even hold yourself in a full plank position in terms of a, like a push-up position. Right. Uh, you don't have any lingering injuries from previous, you know, hip, knee, ankle. Then, yes, go out and run. Now, take it easy and build your way up. Right. Even if you do have a strong lean body make sure that you're taking your time don't just go from zero to eight miles right don't go don't try to go keep up with your friend who runs five miles three miles exactly go run one go there's things that uh are called couch to 5k and they build you up properly to where you're doing you know half a mile one mile 1.5 two miles and then they have it structured so that you are doing the proper amounts of intensity and it and it and it kind of undulates to where it goes through the through the week. It's not something that where you're not going to do the same thing every day. You know, if you did a long run at one point of the week, they might pair with another short run. Mm-hmm. And then you get an intermediate run and then you build your way up like that. Right. So it, it has to be somebody whose body uh doesn't have anything to where they're like, hey, you know, you haven't been denied for your uh what is it when you take the car? Oh, your uh, maintenance check or no, no. I mean, for the oil change. No, or... no, no. When you when you, what to get your sticker? Oh, a rejection sticker. But what's the emissions test? A safety check. Safety inspection. Safety inspection. Jeez, There's man, a you... lot of things going on with the vehicle. Man. <laughs> you would let me get it out. All right. Yeah. So if you if you if you if you go. And you fail your fa- your safety inspection, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because they're saying, hey, you got to get some new tires or, you know, that's out. Then if that knee is acting up or you're we're not seeing that you're moving properly, mm-hmm. then you don't need to be running. Mm. And then also. Uh, so those those are the people who should be running. Those are people that are ready to run. OK. Um, and then also you should still go do some research 
uh, whether it be a running coach, you know, some of these uh, shoe stores where you get proper running shoes, they have mm-hmm. running coaches there, right. or people who've, you know, collegiate runners and professional runners, they're going to let you know and see how you run. When you try the shoe on, they're going to see how you run. And just you maybe ask them if they don't volunteer the information because the way that you run again, is, might cause an issue. So you're like, oh, I don't have any issues. Mm-hmm. And then you start running. And now you've caused an issue, right? <laughs> you know, so just really, really, really take a look at that. Yeah, definitely. All right. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I'm I'm not anti-run, but when we're talking about long distances, where we're talking about over three miles consistently, it's going to be a wear and tear on your body. Uh, you can talk to anybody who's former military, and they're going to tell you that they had a wear and tear on their body, and at some point, they're going to have to figure out another way of doing things. Uh, so, I mean, have you ever seen somebody running down the street and they just looked in pain? They're running for fun right. or fitness, but the movement pattern looks painful. Yeah, I've definitely seen that. I've definitely seen that. People who've run at interesting gates. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very interesting gates in, in, in their strides and things like uh-huh. that. So that has, that has uh, definitely uh, been something I've seen. So, but I have a question for you before before we wrap this up. What about um, young people? Young people running long distances and things like that. How? Uh, what impact on their on their bodies? Who their bodies may not be as mature um, physically. Um, how do you feel about? Because I've seen like uh, maybe middle school age kids to um, young small younger high school age kids like running with their parents, running on the by themselves long distances in neighborhoods yeah. and things like that. Is that something that we should? encourage or discourage from our, from from them for doing those things day in and day out or you should encourage it because okay. they're more likely to be uh in the proper place in terms of their weight mm-hmm. so they're less likely to be overweight mm-hmm. they're going to be less likely to have any serious is- issues you know there you don't meet many 7 year not 7 year olds 7th graders who have you know torn ACLs right you know, have hip issues, have mm-hmm. IT band syndrome. You're not hearing that from that age group, right? right. So it's important that they keep doing those things. Mm-hmm. That's so, so yes, do it, mm-hmm. do it. That's why you have recess, yeah. right? Yeah. You don't have that in high school and college, you know, like it's optional, mm-hmm. but you should run, you should move, move in all directions. But if, if, you're, if you have a child or somebody, a young person that you know that enjoys running, uh, you're not pushing it on them, but they enjoy running. By all means, do it because you're going to keep them healthy. They're going to build cardiovascular strength, and then if they might be eating a Western diet, this will allow for them to combat that a little bit mm-hmm. because we are seeing a huge spike in childhood obesity. So yeah, running is not bad for children. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that we should just the movement. So I encourage all movement for kids. If they like running, by all means, go run. But I would never, just like an adult, I would never say go run if you don't like running. But, no, there's no danger in it in terms of their bodies or anything like that. Okay. Good. Good to go. Good to know. Good I to mean, know. when when you were 12, mm-hmm. did you have any issues with running? I wasn't running miles, but no. Did you have any knee pains? Uh-uh. I did not. I did <laughs> exactly. Not. Yeah. yeah. So, nope. By all means, run, run, run when you're young, young, young. (laughs) And then when you get old, you got to pick your spots and you got to get a little bit more strategic in your approach. Um, So please understand, running does not equal weight loss. 
running helps you get in a caloric deficit, but to assure that you are losing weight, i.e. fat, not just weight, but fat, you have to be in a caloric deficit mm-hmm. and we got to have make sure that we have the proper macronutrients in order. You know, we just did our last episode on protein, mm-hmm. get enough protein, get yourself in a caloric deficit. That's the less you, the better you are with nutrition, the less movement really you have to do. Right. And you know, I don't, I'm not encouraging anybody to not move, mm-hmm. but you don't want to feel like you're on that hamster wheel every single day, you know, because you ate two donuts this morning and then you put it in your uh, food tracker and then you realize that it's you know, 500 calories <laughs> and then you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to go run for four miles right. just to kind of uh, wash even with that. You don't want to you don't want to be in that because it, it's a you're going to lose that race. Yep, Absolutely. Every time. Every time. Been there. There we go. Lost that race. <laughs> so, running sucks. <laughs> I think so. Ernest thinks so. If you love running and you, it is just brings joy to your heart, uh, make sure you protect yourself with corrective exercises. Always strength train. Always have a combination of those things. And uh, remember, you can swim, you can cycle, you can do those other things, and you won't lose uh, your cardiovascular uh ability Mm -hmm. so make sure that you are you are mixing it up just so you can protect your body from long-term wear and tear and then that's really where i'm coming from where i say running sucks yep because i know my wife loves it yeah yeah she loves she loves to run but she doesn't deal with the the injuries and things like that so she's in a position where she can can do that consistently and and find enjoyment in it so it's an added bonus to her her workout routine throughout the week so there you more, go. More power to people like her. <laughs> I right. cheer you on from the sideline. <laughs> from the sideline. Yeah, boy. Pass some water. <laughs> we out. Thank you for listening to the Stronger Inside Podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, follow us. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then subscribe. Make sure you stay connected with us via social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Stronger Inside Podcast. Remember, every like, comment, and share spreads the message of health, fitness, and wellness.